Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 97 of the show today, creeping up on episode 100. And this is a special episode here because we are taking the first guest that we've ever interviewed and bringing him back after two years of this show being on. And Jesse, I've done like a couple of people coming back on but you are special, sir, because you were the first interview that I had ever done on any podcasting ever in my life, and that can never be, that can never happen again, man. That was a very special time for me to have interviewed on uh, episode three here of the podcast. So, welcome back, Jesse Harless from Entrepreneurs in Recovery. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. You know, I'm honored to be your first guest, and I'm honored to be back in 2021 and starting the year off right. Yeah, man. I mean, two years feels like a million, I feel like, in terms of watching the things that have blown up and things that you've been doing in your life and and also in mine too. Like A lot has changed for me in two years more so than any other time in my life. So between the two, man, it's like a lot of time to catch up on here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm ready to dive in and, and catch up and you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about you, what you're doing, but you know, obviously, you know, I got something, some big coming on Monday. So definitely glad to, uh, for you to t- bring me on again and we can, we can, we can dive deep. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So for those out here who haven't watched the show or haven't been hanging out with the podcast for two years, I totally get it. It's been a, a, a minute now. If you haven't been hanging out from the start, Jesse was on episode three. We launched it with 10 episodes. So it came out right when the show launched. And before, just for context, before we start talking here, I said this in some of the social posts leading up to this episode. The reason why, and I'm not kissing your ass, Jesse, this is just how I feel, man. The reason why Jesse is important to me is because I said that everyone out there who goes after starting a business or they start like trying to break things up and do something that's that's different they want to shake up their life and do something different i feel like everyone out there has one person or one you know piece of content or one influence or there's something that shows them the door like like you thought the room was made of just walls but someone showed you they're like no there's a door right here i just opened it to get out like like there's always someone in someone's life that does that. And Jesse had taught me sales and the sales job that we were working together. That's how I met him. And I watched him take the leap and I talked to him when he took the leap. And uh, that was uh, giving, me the, giving me that vision to see that like this is a thing that's possible to do from the exact standpoint that I was at. So Jesse, we had you on, I think, like a year in to you taking the jump, launching your business, Entrepreneurs in, in Recovery. And I remember the story on the show very much about how you like you set the date and you were like, when I did that date, when it was like the day that I was jumping, I like straight up didn't like know all the answers at all. Like I was like, this is just what's happening because I set the date. How is, like, we'll definitely get into this other stuff that we want to hit right here for Monday, because I know that's a big day for you. But I, I want to just get some context for people who have been listening to you since the beginning too. Like, what has happened in the time since I, I connected with you on the show a year into you taking the leap? Like, talk talk with us and catch us up on you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was really a joy working with you. You were by far one of the my favorite people to work with. So it was really just an honor to be able to be there, even as someone who was a guide or a mentor to, to share what I was doing at Verizon, which I spent 14 years doing, <laughs> 14 years. So, you know, by that point, I had really come a long way in what I know I could do and deliver. And so you just came at a time where I was like at that place, I was going to jump off into a higher career at Verizon or I was going to jump into something else. And so yeah, I jumped into a higher career at Verizon. And then when I landed my quote unquote dream job, I realized I had the hole in the soul still. 
I still had that feeling of emptiness. I'm like, oh my God, I landed my dream job. I still get that feeling of emptiness. And it's like, this is not good. You know, so I, I was at the same exact time, nothing happens by mistake. At the same exact time, I started surrounding myself with mentors. And by the way, I had hired a life coach to, I was at Verizon work with you and I had a life coach already. So a Mm. lot of people didn't know that. I didn't share that because it was something that I did that I just intuitively felt I needed to work with someone. I had heard a mentor say years prior, like, Hey, you know, I have this business and I'm on my own and I hired a coach. And I just remember, and those words were coming back into my, my mind in 2015. So I hired this life coach. And then yeah, 2017, I joined a mastermind and the mastermind, it was a lot of entrepreneurs and these entrepreneurs, when I met them, I said, if they can do this, I can do this. If they can pay their bills and live their purpose and be an entrepreneur, like I can do it. And so Back in uh, 2017 and in March, I wrote down on a card. I recommend every person do this. Stop talking about it. Actually do it. Write down what you want to do or where you want to be in one year. And for me, it was only six months. <laughs> I, it was March. And I wrote, leave my nine to five job, be my own boss, August, uh, August 31st, 2017. I wrote that on yeah. a card. And I had no business plan. I had no one in my family who were entrepreneurs. I just knew that like, I can do this somehow. So I put that intention out into the universe. I wrote it down. I looked at it every day. In fact, it's right on my fridge. I still see it. It's right on my fridge right now. That goal card is still there as a reminder. And what ended up happening is because I set that intention, all of these circumstances started to happen for my benefit. All these opportunities started to happen to say, yes, keep it going. Yes, keep it going. And then at Verizon, I landed the biggest sales month of my career. So now the universe was testing me to say, are you serious about leaving your job? You're really going to leave You can have all of this. You can have all this money. Look at all this money, the more money you've ever had. And so I was tempted right (laughs) before I left. And I said, nothing will stop me. No amount of money, no persuasion. I'm doing this. And so the day came in August 25th, 2017, I left the job. I went all in. I started my own business. And I did, again, I didn't have a, a business plan. I had mind mapped. I had mind mapped what I was going to do, which was to be a holistic recovery coach, which was to be a speaker, write a book. But I had not done any of that. In fact, I've only had coached one person <laughs> uh, as far as like, I've coached <laughs> a lot of people, but I've coached tons of people at Verizon, but I mean, coached one person and got paid for it. Right. So, I left the job and as the universe delivers, it was a training I took two months later. It taught me the art of facilitation. The rest is history. And so, so what ended up happening, that's the backstory for those of, those of you that don't know. But as far as what's happening now, since we last talked, that dream of entrepreneurs in recovery, that idea that was just, uh, it was just a, I'm thinking of the movie Gladiator, you know, Rome was just a, what is it? Rome is just a dream or just an idea. And that's what it was. It was just an idea. It was a dream that I wanted to build. And it started to come to fruition in 2019. And in 2019, I ended up landing a contract with the state of Georgia. With a, with a, it's called the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. Interesting. And then all of a sudden, 2020, right before the pandemic, I started to work with Georgia and these recovery community organizations. With the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia. Yeah. The state of Georgia. And so get, random. It's, it feels on the outside, it feels random, but I'm sure yeah. that it's some connection or something that happened through something. That's how it works in this universe. Crazy, it, man. It's our random. It, it's not, we can't say, oh, I want to do this and I'll align these stars over here. No, we, it doesn't work like that. We can just set intentions. <laughs> it's all about who we're being. It's not about what we're doing. So I just set the intention of what I wanted this dream to be, what I wanted this business to be. Well, in 2019, wow, it happened. And in 2020, the pandemic hit. I was supposed to go to Georgia 12 times and the pandemic hit. And what I did is I moved the whole business online. It just brought it online, bought, uh, bought the setup uh, to be at the home base at home. And it worked. I kept my contract with Georgia. I fulfilled it. And the dream and the idea of entrepreneurs recovery was officially, officially born. It was like, okay, this is real now. And so now I got the book coming out on Monday and that whole story I just shared. And then the story all the way to childhood is in this book to share the whole backstory of why did I start Entrepreneurs in Recovery, right? Why in recovery? That whole backstory is in that book. So sorry, I spoke for a long time there, but I want to give you the context of 
kind of before and what's happened since? No, dude, that's why you're here. Because people can listen back and hear you on episode three when this is like a year into going down. And now they can hear what's going on now. And I didn't know because like we've been chatting, like we just kind of connect here and there throughout time. But like we, we haven't caught up deep dive in a long time. I had no idea about that contract to Georgia, dude. And that seems like such a, a, a random thing. But it's like, it's just funny, man, because I like obviously we, we both knew that you would, you would find whatever thing that your brand was supposed to be connecting to, to like give what it was supposed to give. And it's just interesting that a a man in New Hampshire is connected with the state of Georgia doing what he's doing. It's just funny how things work out. And, and, and obviously, uh, the times, I mean, for any, for anything, for, you know, for addiction, for mental health, for everything right now, there couldn't be a more important time for what you do to exist, I would say. Right. And especially online, giving that ability to reach more people than a centralized area, I feel like all of that also happened for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I got into this, into this line of work for a reason, mental health and addiction recovery. I care so much about because I struggled with mental health conditions and addiction myself and my family struggled, my friends have struggled, my coworkers have struggled. So this was so important to me of leaving a job at Verizon, which was a very, I was in a very good position. And not, to leave that job was a huge risk, but I was only going to do it if I was going to do exactly what I felt I was called to do. Right. And so it didn't come to fruition. I think it's really important. It took two years for me to see that what I'm doing is probably the right path. Two years of hard work, two years of spending money, two years of talking to mentors and getting coached before anything started to show me that I was actually on the right path. And so that's really important. So don't stop. Don't quit before the miracle happens. And so I, 100%. right, pretty random, Georgia, right? I don't have a connection with Georgia, but it ended up being in Georgia. And you know what's so special is that we, we have this um, pandemic going on and mental health is on the decline and addiction is on the rise and all these things are happening. So the work I'm doing right. now picking up because of what's happening in the world, because we need to have more solutions for mental health, for recovery. and so. I'm training people to become an entrepreneur in recovery or a recovery facilitator or a trainer so that they can bring it to their community, their sober living home, their business, their nonprofit, even their company. I've had, I work with organizations too, companies, so that they can help the, improve the mental health of the employees, or they can learn how to choreograph safety online on Zoom and deliver information of conversations that, that matter and conversations worth having. So yeah, so it's it's really it's amazing and I'm I'm really grateful for the opportunity, but I'm also been I've been waiting a long time for this. So I'm ready I'm ready to go, right? It's like the athletes train for years, they train for years and then when they get their moment they go and that's been me. I've been in training for 10 years. 100%, man. I I think like this is another thing and I don't even know what what put it in my head that I was like on it lately, but I I was posting out some stuff like the past week or two saying that not to do like a corny corny analogy or anything, but when people talk about the marathon, like they're not kidding, man. Like if you're the last person playing the game, like you will get what you want to have. You know what I mean? You will get there if you're the last person there. And and it doesn't, it takes time to get to where you want to be at. It takes practice. It takes building. It takes, you know, those shit eating periods that are just really, really hard. And if you just keep doing it, like obviously you can't do the things that are not working and just repeatedly do those and expect better results. That's not what I ever tell people is just like, Oh, keep grinding against the the stone or something. But it's just like, you want it, you work, you sacrifice. Like if you keep doing it, you'll get there. But the worst thing ever is seeing those friends or family or people out there that are at like the 10 yard line. And then they just jump back out and they say, you know what? It's just, I'm never going to get there. I just can't get there. That sucks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you gotta, if you really want this, you have to, you have to tell, you have to tell yourself like, and know that it's going to get hard. And if you can't accept the fact that when it gets hard, that you're going to stay all in, then don't do it. Stay with what you're doing. Continue that path, get more skill and training, do what you have to do. But if you know that this is it, just like you did, just like I did, like, if you know, like, Hey, yeah, I, I'm going to do this. And even those days where there's self doubt, Money's lost. I feel sick. Things ain't working out, but I'm still 
going to do this, then you have to really ask yourself, if you, are you ready? And then you are ready. And, and then, and then just go for it because here's the thing, feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Feel the fear and do it anyway. That, that's what it's about. We have no guarantees. Look what the pandemic has taught us. There's no guarantees anymore. And anything. Built a whole career with Verizon for 20 years or any company and it's gone like that. And that's what happened to a lot of people. I just happened to get out right before that happened. Right. So it's like, yeah, there's just, you know, so it's, you know, to me, what it comes down to is following your intuition. It really is. It's like at the end of the day, if you trust your intuition and it doesn't work out, you went for it and you can, you can have peace with yourself that, Hey, at least I went for it rather than the opinions of others. And I think that's really important is, and for me, it just so happened to be in the space of mental health and addiction recovery. Right. Right. I, yeah, exactly. I like that you kind of put that into two different things, which is like, there is the piece of you that's not related to the function and the thing that you're bringing to the world. It's literally just the like expectation that you have for what you're trying to make happen and how dedicated you are to doing that. And then there's the, what is it that's worth that for me? Like, what is it that I'm utilizing this to deliver and make happen for the world? But they're two different pieces. You have to have like those abilities, that thought process, that want, that drive, but you have to have something that's worth that for you at the end of the tunnel, all the way, all in, all cards forward to be able to utilize this thing or else this can't stay, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, that's been my experience and that's been an experience of people who I've seen who have stayed in it and stayed resilient. It takes tremendous resilience. And so that resilience is what helps you get through all the difficult periods. In, 29, in 2020, in June, I, was, I wanted to call it quits. In June of 2020, even though the, the Georgia was happening, I just, it, things were so different that I was like, what, what do I need to do right now to survive what's happening right now? Because I was a traveling facilitator. So like, right. what am I going to do? And the answer for me, because I'm big into mindfulness and meditation, I was doing meditations. And the big thing that came up was self-care, like just do more self-care. And that's what I did. I just, in 2020, I just did a ton of self-care and I served the people that I was serving. But I can tell you, like, I just did tons of self-care. And you know what the beautiful part is? It probably cost me a lot of money to do that, believe it or not, focusing more on my self-care than focusing on like revenue and driving things. But that was a snowball effect. And now that I'm ready to like turn the, the heat back on, I have got, I'm taking all that self-care bank account money, all that bank account, all the money I put in the self-care bank account, I'm now withdrawing now and right. ready to launch into 2021 with all that self-care I was doing. And I'm still doing self-care, but my point is that self-care is sacred. It's very, very important for an entrepreneur. It's very important for mental health conditions, very important for society as, at large, but especially entrepreneurs, a lot of times renege the self-care. We go yes. in 90 hours, 70 hours, 80 hours a week, and we start to neglect our health. Yep. We start to overdrink caffeine. We start to you know, not focus on our family. And so- Relationships, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so slowing down, the pandemic has given us that opportunity. And it's scary. And the unknown is really scary. But to be able to slow down and like, hey, take that time for some mindfulness, some meditation, or whatever it is for you, to be able to show up as the best version of yourself. And today I feel, I feel I'm at my best physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally right now. And I, and I really know it's because of what's happened with the 2020 pandemic and really coming in and, and, and taking care of some self-care. 100%. And it's like a difficult one, like definitely because of what you said for people like they're usually if they're in that way, they're just hard workers, right? They're just putting in hours. But also I feel like it's difficult because like there is no like, I feel like if you run a business or if like you're freelancing or whatever it is, like if you're listening to this show, you probably do something where like you're trying to make money from the thing that you like to do, right? You have to manage that, right? And so it's really easy to tie like every function and thing to a monetary value or to like an input output gain or like what what's happening. You can't tie self-care to a monetary value because it's literally not associated in that way at all. Like, like yes, you need to spend money sometimes on self-care, but the output from the input of that money, it, you can't put those one for one to equate that to what it, what it is because it's just not simple like that. There are certain things that you have to do where 
it's time off or like you like the FOMO stuff where like you miss big opportunities or what is perceived as a big opportunity and you have to sit out. So uh, there's no there's no direct input output for that. And it's really difficult to allow yourself to have that without the input output because you have to just be like, I'm off today or like I'm I'm going out and I'm doing this or I'm just going on vacation or I'm going on this adventure. Or I'm doing this thing today and I'm going to be out and down. And it just has to be done, man. It has to be done to be able to play that long game or else you can't make it there, I feel like. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, so we've been chatting on this stuff. We've caught up, man. It would not be right for me if we're like literally days until your book launch to talk about this book here. So when you came on, I think that we talked about your book at that time, which was the Cold Showers book smash your comforts uh smash your comfort zone with cold showers right and that was your first book out and i don't know if you had this one right here planned i think that you said that you always wanted to do this or something like that but i i wasn't aware that there was a second book coming out until like we chatted like 3 or 4 months ago or something like that so along a lot of the things that we're saying if not you then who what's this thing about that you have coming out on monday yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, so so at the time, this book was was a, kind of a dream. It was kind of a it was it was kind of in my mind for ten years to be honest. But you know, it just needed to be written in twenty twenty with the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, I just I hired a book coach to keep me accountable, and I said I got to get this book done, the whole thing. And so I just wrote the twenty twenty. I just wrote. That's what I did. I just wrote. I wrote. I wrote. And this book is called If Not You Then Who? My God, harness your strengths to shift from addiction to abundance. And so that's, that's the book. And so this is a book of, of, that starts out as a memoir, starts out as my story. And I share all the story. I share the weird stuff. I share the trauma. I share it all. And then, when, and then the second half of the book is a recovery toolkit. And so people might be thinking like, well, I'm not a recovery. I guess I don't need that. Now, this is a recovery toolkit for every person. It's for the entrepreneur. It is for the person who has mental health conditions. It is for the person who may or may not have addiction. It may be maybe for the family member who knows someone who's struggling with mental health and addiction recovery. It's for everyone. The recovery toolkit is is the is like when you met me, Dave, and you know I was I was helping and I was trying to I was teaching you things at the job and all that stuff. It's all the things I've learned in the last fifteen years of my recovery from mental health conditions and addiction. Yeah, and all the money that I spent on mentors and coaches and and books I've read. You know the clinical mental health counseling degree, the certifications, all the things, and putting that into a book. That's what this is. You know, I couldn't have wrote this book a year ago. I can only write it. I could only have wrote it when I was writing it because you don't write your book. The book writes you. And this book just poured out of me. And so this is the book that came. This was the message I got. It's my life story, but it's also this recovery toolkit. So it comes out on Monday on Amazon. Uh, it's called If Not You Then Who. Check it out. Especially if you know someone who's struggling as a as somebody with mental health conditions, addiction, or even entrepreneurship, yeah, share this book with them. So yeah, so I'm really grateful to share that message, and I'm happy to share more about the book too. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot. I mean, we have a lot of joint friends probably because of you. I think like I met a lot of your friends that I count as my friends too. But any and outside of that friend group too, the similarities. And not even similarities, but like the features and pillars and things that I see in people in recovery and entrepreneurs, like there's, there's no, there is no difference when you're talking about this book and this toolkit that you're talking about, this could saying like, Hey, this can be for someone that's not in recovery for just someone that's an entrepreneur or just someone that's just trying to make themselves better or whatever. You know, I I've, I've worked with a lot with my day jobs. I've worked with a lot of recovery locations in the past year or two. And a lot of people who are friends of mine are in recovery. And I think that it's just the reason why there's that, why there's no difference in there, why you're like, this is just jointly applicable is because it's always just about like, how do I know who I am entirely? How do I know exactly who I am apart from anything else in this world? Who am I and what am I supposed to do? And what are the things that I'm good at and how can I use those to do good? I feel like that's my own viewpoint from the outside, from not the same life that you've lived, Jesse. But like, what, what do you see as those, those pillar 
standpoints between those different audiences and things like that? Like, what is it that makes that a universal thing between those groups? Yeah, there's a ton of ton of 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 things you can apply from the world of recovery into the world of entrepreneurship for sure. I mean, resilience. The number one strength and attribute of someone in addiction to mental health recovery is resilience. So you, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be pretty resilient to get through the first couple of years, maybe the first five or 10 years, but there's a sure. lot of resilience that's necessary. And that's, that's universal with people with addiction to mental health recovery. So, so I can just tell you in the book, I have an acronym, which is the, the recovery toolkit. It's, the acronym is FEARS. And I chose FEARS because people have this idea that fear is a bad thing. And the world is just surrounded by fear right now. It's just being fed every single day. But here's the thing is, fear can be a compass. Fear can be a compass for where you need to go. You know, one of my 100%. mentors says, what's in the way is the way. What's in the way is the way. So really having this idea of like fears being a negative thing, I turned it into a positive because I've created an, uh, an acronym or a recovery toolkit that uses fears as the acronym and it's focus, elevate, appreciate, resilience, self-care. And those break down into actions. And there's over 30 actions in the book, action steps. And these action steps are absolutely can be universal. Absolutely. Focus is focus on your purpose. Focus on your recovery. Focus on your vision. Focus on your purpose. So that, that first one focus is build your support team. Build your recovery team. Build your support team. Create a daily to-do list. Get clear on your purpose. What is your purpose? What is your why? So that's focus. Elevate is elevate your, elevate your knowledge. Elevate your mind. Read five pages from a book every day. Listen to an audiobook every day. Listen to YouTube videos of mentors. Then it's elevate your circle. Who are the five people you're surrounding yourself with? Elevate your mentors. Get mentors to help you and to do what you want to be doing in the future. Add value to those mentors. And then it's elevate your vision. What's your vision for your life? What's your vision for your life? Start to use visualization. Even if you don't see images when you visualize, you can, you can experience feelings. What is the feeling going to feel like when you do start that business? What is that feeling going to feel like when you do meet that special someone? Whatever it is, but elevate your vision, right? And then appreciate your recoveries about gratitude. What, is the, what are you grateful for, right? We, don't, we need more appreciation, right? We need more gratitude because if we're not grateful at the end of the day, why are we doing any of it? Right. So journaling too. Journaling is part of that. So, so writing down as an entrepreneur and a recovery, oh my God, I've been journaling for 15 years. It's probably the single greatest, most helpful therapeutic thing I've done for my business, for the book I just released. Where do you think I got a lot of the content for the book? I went to my journals, right? So having this you know, appreciation for your recovery or your mission and purpose, and then resilience and recovery. Resilience, like I said, it's the universal strength of people in addiction recovery, entrepreneurs, mental health. So resilience is about Getting out of your comfort zone. Do one thing every day that scares you. Take a cold shower. Do a cold plunge. You know, reach out to that entrepreneur. Start, start writing that blog. Write your first book and hit the publish button. Stop delaying. And so that's, that's, that's getting out of your comfort zone. Resilience is also about intuition. Follow your inner guidance system. Follow your inner knowing. That's why so many successful entrepreneurs talk about intuition. If you ever hear some of these really successful entrepreneurs, they talk about how they followed their inner knowing. At the end of the day, they made the final decision to trust their inner knowing. We really right. get to listen to their interviews. So, so that's part of resilience as well. And the final one is self-care. And it's not, it's not the last one. It's, it's, I didn't put it last because it's the least important. Self-care is probably the most important. <laughs> so self-care is about, hey, let me get out and do a little bit of movement today. Let me walk out in the fresh air. Let me go ahead and, let me go ahead and, and practice mindfulness. Let me, do, let me do some deep breathing techniques or heart-centered breathing. Let me go ahead and drink more water. Let me nourish myself with nutritious foods. Let me go ahead and build a self-care routine that's going to serve me as an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, a person in recovery, someone in mental health. So that's the high level of this recovery toolkit I created in the book. And I use it. I use it. I mean, Dave, I use it every day. I've been using it for years. I've shared it with people. Now it's in a book for others to take and take what you need and leave the rest, just like any book. And um so that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to share that with the world, that, that message. That's powerful, man. That's like, I don't know. I mean, I know that like when we met, you were like all in on the miracle morning. And I know that you've done a ton of stuff with Hal since then. And I feel like, just like you're saying, like the amount of years that you've spent working on 
yourself and working on what you're trying to do, you've pulled in all these resources and then you're spitting back out this new thing that's not, that's, it's, it's a co- compilation of all the different things that made you effective and, and helped you be impactful. And you're putting that out as now your own viewpoint, your own way of, of doing things that sucks in a, a ton of different resources and builds on yours. Yeah, absolutely. And I've taken it for everywhere. Even the, even the experience working at a job at Verizon, I, I took elements of that from people who are mentors at Verizon. You know, yeah. so, you know, all that we can do is give away, we can't give away something we don't have. I can't give away something I don't have. So everything in the book is things that I've learned from mentors, things that I've done. So, you know, I always say like, you got to become a self-scientist, Come, become a self-scientist, go out and, and, and try new things and, and, and journal down the results of what happens, hmm. especially as an entrepreneur, right? It's like, we have to try these different things and we write down what happened as a result. It's the same thing with health. It's the same thing with emotions and mental health. It's like, let's try this. Let's try EMDR. Let's try mindfulness. Let's try cold therapy. But let's see what works best for me, what works best for my body, what works best for my mind. So absolutely, man. We pull the sources of inspiration from all different places. And um, I guess the biggest thing is like with this book is, is it's called If Not You, Then Who? No one's coming to save us. It's you. It's you. And that's the biggest message. It's, it's, when I say, hey, I want this to change in the world of mental health and addiction recovery, it's, it's like tumbleweeds. It's me. I need to be the one that goes and helps to do that and raise the money for venture capitalists and do whatever I need to do to help to expand sober living residences, to go expand people having a way to find access to treatment and to find new ways of people sharing their stories and recovery and recovering out loud. Like I need to be the person. And it's the same with you if you're right. listening to this. If not you, then who? It is you. Now you you definitely want to collaborate, right? Collaboration. It's it's like it's like you know it's not the it's not the how it's the who, right? Who not the how. So you do want to collaborate, but in the end of the day, it's you. It's you waking up early, taking care of your self care routine in the morning. It's you going to bed late, you know, helping towards your you know doing actions towards your purpose. It's you. So that's really the inspiration of what I've learned. Is like I was looking for other people to come and save me. I was looking for other people to come and change the world, and it's not. It's us. You know, it's, it's us. And that's, and that's really what I've discovered at this stage. And just looking at what's happening in the world, like, you know, help your neighbor, help your friends, help your network, help your coworkers, help the people you're, who your employees are. And just, you're the, you're the change in the world. You know, you, you be the change that you want to see, be that change for others. And so that's kind of the whole reason that I wrote the book. Yeah. I mean, before I like, I know that we talked about what this book was about but that title like if not you then who i swear by that or like i live by that man like when when something goes wrong and like i don't know something really goes wrong at work or something uh say like uh, like because i'm still working my day job say like something goes wrong there or something goes wrong with a client in my business or something like that there's a lot of ways to easily pass anything off as accountability on something else. But at the end of the day, it just like doesn't solve anything and it doesn't, and it's not true basically. And like, you know, like I, I'm pretty forward with people where I'll be like, yeah, like, I'm so sorry this happened. And then like, I get a lot of times a response being like, oh, it's not your fault, man. Like, like you, you didn't do this. I was like, yeah, I know. But like, I am involved in some way. And that means that ultimately I had a play in this and I'm accountable for it, regardless of every single piece of it is on me or not. At the end of the day, like I was a part of whatever this thing is so that it's on me. And like, if you have a business or like you're making your income off of music or whatever it is, at the end of the day, if you're losing at something, it's on you. You know, it doesn't matter if like you're losing for a genuine reason, right? And like, that's not always an easy thing where it's like, at the end of the day, like say like you have the coaches, right? Jesse, like you're like, you're, I had a coach way long ago before I even did any of the things that I had. I've always had a coach. You can have the most amazing coach. You can have extreme accountability of someone like riding on top of your stuff. Like, Hey, Jesse, write this book. Make sure that you're getting X amount per week doing this. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you're like hyped up again. At the end of the day, if Jesse Harless wakes up in the morning and then stays in bed, the book's not being written. 
at the end of the day, if you are a part of something and something goes wrong, you are a part of that. If it's not you that makes the change, then like you can have a lot of change happen from a lot of external factors. You can get lucky in a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to create that in full spectrum of happening because you you create luck by putting yourself in situations more often. You create a way by projecting what you want to have happen so that people are so acutely aware of what you are trying to do that they pull resources and everything gravitationally comes towards you because you're emitting a beacon saying this is the thing that's trying to happen. But if you're not accountable for that or you're not both good and bad, like, like, like don't let it be a negative thing. You are accountable for the major amazing things that you have happen in your life and you need to give yourself credit for that too. And that's something that's really hard to do for me. Like I, I, I all the time have to stop and like, you know, you have that downtime where you're like, man, I'm not getting anything done, man. Like I'm, a, I'm if you're a go-getter, this is all the go-getters out there. This is what happens to you is you, you go, oh my God, like I'm not doing anything. Like it's so slow. I'm not getting there. I'm not showing it. You have to literally, this is where that journaling is helpful. Jesse is like, you can look back in that journal or you can look back at things you've been doing. If you did social posts or whatever you can do to like, look back through timelines if you're a go-getter out there and you're feeling like you haven't done a lot of things and you actually read it out loud, say out loud what you have done in a certain amount of time, it is ridiculous how much that changes your perception of like, wow, like I actually got an amazing amount of things done. And so when you feel bad about that, being accountable for that too, you're accountable for the amazing amount of ridiculous work that you've put into this too, that you don't realize when you're hyped up and you're in the middle of the actions of it. It's it's hard to to realize that on both ends of the spectrum, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're our, we're our hardest critic, right? So, I mean, have, being able to see the progress we're making, a lot of times it's us stepping back a little bit, or maybe it's even talking to a friend who knows you, might be on your team, to say like, who can encourage you to be like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, you inspire me every day. You know, sometimes it's just reaching out to those people and asking for help. To really recognize that, man, we are doing a lot. Like, look at where we were 10 yeah. years ago or five years ago. Like, we are, we are doing a lot. So don't be so hard on yourself. And when you do need to be hard on yourself, that's when you have good friends. And that's when you have friends who support your dream and your vision. Those people will remind you of what you're doing. And, 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 and again, it could be a mentor or a life coach, but someone to, to remind you of like, yeah, you're doing this. You know? And have people keep you accountable, right? Like, to get my book done, I had someone to keep me accountable. They... You know, if I didn't, if I didn't show up every three weeks with, with stuff written in my book, why was I even <laughs> spending any money? Why was I even doing anything at all? So, so yeah. hire people to keep you accountable if you need to. But like the bottom line is, is like the end of the day, it is on us and it's, 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 it's up to us to get up early and do what we need to do. And, 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 and so, yeah, man. So it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, man, I'm just really grateful, especially where I've come from. I'm just really grateful to be able to even do what I'm doing. Cause in many ways it is a dream. And I'm literally just living out what I saw in a vision and that vision keeps evolving. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, like with this book on Monday, if the only thing I ever did was release this book and that's it, I'm telling you right now, I'd be good because this book, I put everything into this book. And so this book, if this is what I left for the world, then that's great. Now, do I have a lot more to do in this world? Absolutely. But I put everything I could, and that's what I would encourage anyone listening is find something that you can put everything into and leave it as your legacy and do it right now. Stop waiting because you don't know how much time you have. You don't know what's left, how much time you have left here. So this book is, is, is that for me. It's like, I got it out there. I got it out there and I'm not done. But like, if, if this is what I left, this is what I left the world. What is Zen feeling to have, man? What an amazing thing to feel to say that like straight up just like if this if the world you know caught on fire tomorrow like i'm completely comfortable and at peace with the decisions i've made with everything right now yeah i mean i mean i'm always a work in progress it's progress not perfection but i I mean yes this is this took uh this took a lot (laughs) it took a lot out of me to do this but i but i had to do it you know and i think that's and i i truly believe we all have that inside of us we all have that song that needs to come out of us, that needs to be saying. We all have that book. We all have that mission, that purpose. It could be just to serve your children. I don't know what it is for you, but we all have it. We just need to recognize that that's true and then ask ourselves, 
truthfully, what is it for me? And chase after, even if it's only part-time, but then eventually make it full-time. But but just chase after that, go after it. Because the number one regret of the dying, according to Bronnie Ware in her book, the the top, you know, the five regrets of dying of the dying is, is not having, not living to your truth and instead doing what others told you to do. Like, uh, so that is something I don't want to live with. I don't want to get to the end of the road and say, damn it, man, I li- I did what everything else, what everyone else told me to do. I didn't do what I wanted to do. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I, I'm going to do what I'm here to do now. So when I look at the, and when I get to the end of my road, I can look back and say, man, what a ride, the journey that was. Wow, man. Yeah. I haven't read that book, but I've heard about it for that reason, because that is so powerful, man. There's nothing more powerful than someone who's lived their full life looking backwards and making like a yay or nay of like, how cool were they with what went down and why that, I mean, what could be more powerful than that for, for the way that you look at what we're all doing here for this amount of time? Life is special, man. Life is very, very special. It's very precious. The pandemic has taught us that. And if it hasn't taught you yet, I don't know what is going to teach you that life is very precious to honor every moment you have with your mother, honor every moment you have with your brother, honor every moment you have with your nephews, with your significant other. I mean, the time is now. Time is now to start to do the things that you said you were going to do, to start to do them, start taking care of your health, start taking, start making amends, forgive the person, you know, do the things while you can to start to make your world and the world around us a better place. And it starts now. It starts with us. We can do it. And, and, and we can 10 years from now look back and say, holy crap, we changed the world. And so this is, this is it. This is where I'm at. And that's what, this, that's what 2020 did for me. It put everything into perspective. And as hard as it was at many different times, it put everything into perspective. It was like, okay, I know what I need to do now. No messing around. Let's do it. And you might say to yourself, well, I don't know what that is for me exactly. Well, no, you probably do. If you really sat with yourself, give yourself about two weeks to journal every single day and write down, what is it I most care about? What is it that makes me fully come alive? What is it that is, 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 makes my heart sing when I do it? That's the thing. And so just get really clear. And if there's something blocking that, it's time to forgive. It's time to ask for help. It's time to find someone to help you get through that. And, you know, a lot of us are just stuck and we're blocked. Once we get unblocked, we can start to see like the sunlight. We can start to see what's possible. That's when, that's when all of a sudden there's a new spark. It's like a divine spark for life. And that's what 2020 did is, is it like it reignited that spark of like, all right, it's time to do this thing. And like, and that's what it is, I think, for everyone now. It's like, Hey, now is the time to write that song. Now yep. is the time to start that band. Now is the time to do that book. Now is the time to transform my, my life. And, and there's never been a better time than now. I believe you. Yeah. I mean, this year, I mean, it's been crazy running the podcast on like a weekly basis all through this year because you hear all the stages in the interviews of like where people are at with their stuff. And it's, it's wild, man. It's going to be wild for anyone who listens to this podcast. Like way, I don't know how long podcasting will be a medium, like in all of human existence, it's just a little blip. Like who knows we're all going to like do, I don't even know what social media or what like communication or like learning or whatever becomes in the future. But when people go back and listen to this podcast to listen to the different stages, different things of people going through 2020 and all of the good and bad that happened there to transform, whether it's good or bad, amazing amounts of transformation. It's going to be pretty wild ride, man, to go look back at all the content and things that came out of this year of like what a change in humanity and each individual happened from this year. Amen. <laughs> so, I, so I know you got to get out of here, man. I've got my clock right here. I usually ask five questions at the end, but you've already been hit with them. So do you want me to like hit you with the questions again and see what pops out this time? Or do you want me to just hit you with one other question that I'll just skip those with? What do you want? Yeah, whatever you want. If you want to, if you want to ask me the five, whatever, whatever you want, I'm here to, I'm here to help. And I'm also, I'm definitely going to buy that stand to hold my phone up next time whenever we do. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, whatever you want to do, man. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to 
I'm going to hit you with the same questions again. How's that? And, and that's because I think that you will answer some the same and some different, which will be interesting to see. How's that? You probably don't remember him by now anyway. I don't. And I just want to say shout out to Sopi. Sopi is on this live and like, that man is such an inspiration. Look what he did. He started his own podcast too. It's hilarious. It's informative. So big shout out to Sopi too. On the I live. saw Sopi on here. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Is he still on here? Yeah, you definitely have to. It's, it's really... Yeah, so P was destined to be like on talk radio or or something. You know, he's the funniest person I met. I've ever, probably ever met. And so uh, I just I just love what he's doing. So yeah, I'm grateful he's here with us now. Hell yeah, man! The old crew. All right, so real quick, I'm going to ask you these questions here, then Jesse, and then I'll I'll let you get out of here because I know you got stuff that you got to c- cut out tonight. First question, you pretty much answered it in this podcast, but I want to see like pointed like this: What makes it so that this is the thing that you wake up and do every day versus any other thing that you could possibly wake up and do. Like you can literally do anything. You can wake up, and do anything in the planet. Why are you doing this? Well, you know, I'm someone who struggled with addiction and mental health my whole life. So I wanted to be able to give back to the exact people that are in my life every day. They're in my life. So I wanted to just be able to give back to those people in a major way. And I think if we could really help, the 100 million people plus that are struggling with addiction and mental health, that we can really change the world because they will come out and write those songs. They will come out and start those businesses. They will be some of those people. They just don't even know there's a way. They don't even know there's a way that that's possible. So that's really why I get up in the morning and do what I do is to inspire just one person to realize like, I used to have panic disorder. I used to be a drug addict. I mean, I used to just name it. And so that's not in my life and not in my reality now. So I want to be able to share that with people that wherever you're at, that that's that is a possibility. There's so many paths to recovery. There's so many paths to recovery. You don't have to choose just one. And, and so if I can, if I can help someone to realize that, that I've, that's, that's why I get up in the morning. Hell yeah, man. All right. So what is along the way, what is the worst decision you've ever made or what is the biggest mistake you've ever made? Oh my God. Well, it's hard to say that because all the mistakes have been blessings in disguise. I know. So it's hard, you know, so, you know, I could say like the worst mistake I ever did was to, you know, pur- purchase pharmaceuticals online <laughs> and then get caught and, 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 and really cause myself a lot of problems legally. But if that never happened, I would never have found recovery. So it's, it's, it's really, I, I would say, man, I don't know. It's, oh, you know, maybe not investing in Bitcoin in 2014. <laughs> and I don't know. So I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think probably, you know, there's, there's a lot of different choices, but I think that what I like to do now, and, and that's in my book a lot too, is, is those exact things. Like those things that we say there are mistakes, mm-hmm. are the greatest, those adversities are the greatest blessings in disguise. My book would never have been written if it wasn't for all of the mistakes I've made. So, right. Right. All right. So flip side, what is the best idea you've ever had? What's the best thing that you've ever made happen? Well, the best thing that has ever happened to me was recovery. That's the best thing that's ever had. I was just a chronic user of, of, of substances or just something to get outside of myself. So the best thing I ever, ever did for myself was, was recovery and staying in recovery because there's no way I could have built a foundation of health, mental well-being if I didn't have my my recovery. So that's, that's my, probably the best decision. What is a resource you'd recommend to the audience? It can be, can be a book, can be a podcast, video, like, like music, anything like what's, what's a couple or a single resource you'd recommend to the audience? Well, Other than of bi- course your book. I'm going to be biased and start off with my book. If, <laughs> if not you, then who? Because I put a lot of my mentors in that book. So if not you, then who? But like, other than that, I mean, like get a coach, like hire a recovery coach. If you're struggling with recovery or, or hire a life coach or an odd, a business coach, get a coach. That's the best decision I've made. When I got that coach in 2015, who was not a recovery coach. I didn't need a recovery coach. I needed a life coach, a business coach at that time. Like that was the best decision. They didn't make all the success happen for me. I just told them what I wanted to do. And they said, okay, sounds good. And then I went out and did it and told them. They were like, okay, what else? What else? I was like, oh, well, you mean I can think bigger than this? 
And so that's, so that's my biggest advice is like, find a, a, a recovery coach, a, a life coach, a business coach, a trauma-informed yoga instructor coach, whatever you need, find someone who can help guide you. What would, I mean, so really quick, what would you recommend to people when they're trying to figure out what type of coach they should check into? How did you make that decision between life coach, business coach? How do people make that decision on what they should go after? Yeah, wherever you're at, right? If, if, you're, if you're struggling with addiction and mental health, you know, you don't need a business coach. You need a recovery coach. If you're, if you're, if you're at a place in your job where you've been there a long time and you're like, I'm stuck here. I really want to do something. I want to live my purpose. Hire a life coach or a business coach. You know, so that's where I was in 2015. I was like, I was at a cross section. I was like, I'm finishing up school. Like, what do I really want to do? And I hired that coach and, and that coach is, you know, and this person who I hired too, like, I didn't know anything about coaching. So, you know, I just knew that like, I wanted someone to keep me accountable and I heard life coaching was the way to do it. So you can just Google search life coaches and, and find it and, and, and do the, and do the research, but you have to, it's wherever you're at. We have to meet people where they're at. And so that's what a coach does is they meet them where they're at. So just search for the right coach for you, wherever you're at. Because if, if you're on this call or this podcast and you're making hundred million a year, you probably don't need um, a life coach. Maybe you need someone to help you with your health. Maybe you need a holistic health coach because you've let go of your health. Right. Right. Cool. All right. So last one's the easiest, man. Where do people keep up with you? I don't know if it's changed since episode three or if people haven't heard. So where do people keep up with you and check out this book? I'm gonna, I'll put a link in the, um, in the show notes for your book, of course. Cool. Yeah. So just go to my website, jesseharless.com. Just go there. I'm going to have updates for the book and you can learn all about me at that website there. Awesome, man. Well, Jesse, thank you for taking the time to be on the show again while you're in this crunch time period. I know that you're like days away and you've got some stuff that's going to be keeping you up at night to, to get done here. So I appreciate you taking an hour of your time to hang out, chat with us and catch everyone on the show up with where you're at and uh, what's going on. Well, Dave, man, it's an honor. And I'm so grateful that you followed your heart, your intuition, and you're doing it and, and all the stuff you're doing, your big move and the big purchase. And you just, just, let's just keep in touch. And thanks so much for having me on your show again. Hey man, big thanks back to you. Like I said, like you showed me that there's doors in a room of walls. So to see that was a big play and, uh, me going after this as hard as I, I am. So I appreciate you, man, a lot. Absolutely, brother. Cool.